The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews of the following program are solely of the individuals and are not the views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Are You Afraid Coven, the unofficial American Horror Story Coven internet radio show exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Wednesday, November 20th, 2013, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Here on Are You Afraid Coven, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of the hit FX series. We're also going to deliver directly to the biggest news regarding American Horror Story Coven, so you're going to get all of the casting scoops, episode titles, ratings reports, and spoilers during the latter half of the show. But don't worry, we're going to warn you with a spoiler alert. Please welcome my fellow Covenites. Uh, I will let everyone know that Deadly will not be with us tonight. He had a tea party to attend to. But we do have a very special guest co-host who you all know. First up, let me introduce the witches of the night. First up, it's Darielle. Hey. <laughs> okay. Very, very lackluster. <laughs> well, that's all I had. Like what? Next up, it's Cat's Meow. Please try to save us. Hey. Did I get it? <laughs> I was trying a new approach. It didn't work. So, hello, you guys. <laughs> and last but not least, please introduce a man that was on everyone's tongues last week, and that sounded nasty. He's a witch hunter. His name is Marshall Evans. Hello. <laughs> okay. <I'm serious>. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along, let's get into our recap of episode 305, which was titled The Axeman Cometh, and it aired on November 13th, 2013. I have no idea what to do with each of you. But um, let's start off, as we usually do, by reading the press release for the episode. And it's short, as uh, they usually are. So here we go. Zoe, Queenie. Annan make contact with a dark spirit trapped in the academy. Cordelia's new power brings on a heartbreaking revelation. So, what did everyone think initially of the episode? The initial reaction? We'll start off with our guest, Marshall Evans. I think I said this the last time I'm here. I was here. I'm confused. <laughs> this show confuses the heck out of me sometimes. But I think overall, it actually was a good show. I'm not sure how I feel about how one of my favorite characters is being portrayed now, but you know, we'll talk about that later. You know, Miss Kitty. Been reading, Marshall. I am. I'm Y'all are getting the the, the main central voices tonight. We'll talk about that later. Well, anyways. <laughs> he was doing a Daryl voice. <laughs> he was. Hey. Um, <laughs> I like, I definitely thought the episode was a change of pace because the last episode had my heart just jumping and screeching and, 
and just like whatever holding on to the side of my couch so this episode wasn't all that eventful but you know like marshall says we'll get into that later what about Miss Dariel? Miss Sensual Seduction. Oh, let me not say seduction. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to bed. I didn't say speak seduction. Oh, God. The shade of it all. Um, I kind of like that some episodes are really hold on to your seat action filled. And then I like that some of them are more informative and mellowed out because it's a good balance. Kind of like this one. This one was very, although there wasn't a lot of action, it moved the story along a lot. Like a lot of new things were introduced, new kind of, well, I don't want to, you know, get into all that. But a lot of new things and a lot of new information was figured out. So I, I honestly liked the episode. Again, wasn't that eventful, but I still very much enjoyed it. Absolutely. I agree with Darielle. I like episodes where they fill us in on sort of what's going on, like these great um, exposition-heavy episodes because it sort of sets up what's to come in the next episode. It always seems like the episode right after, like, the big, showy Halloween two-parter on American Horror Story always is kind of a little bit more mellow because we get all of this action and... um, forward plot movement during the halloween episodes that once the episode that immediately follows it comes around it's a little bit more calmer and it sort of sets up what's going to happen during the latter half of the season and boy were we set up for a lot to come and we're going to get into that as we jump into the official recap so we start off the episode by flashing back to the year 1919 jazz was all the rage and what was also all the rage was this crazed serial killer known as the Axeman. and uh, we're introduced to the Axeman as he's typing up a letter to the paper which basically is telling everyone that if uh, if they don't play jazz music on a certain night that the the Axeman is going to basically kill them. They're going to get killed. The ones that are playing jazz will be spared. And so we're introduced to the young ladies that are part of Miss Robichaux's back in 1919, which is led by Meryl Streep's daughter. And uh, they're basically all like, you know, we're on the cusp of women's suffrage. We are independent. We're strong. We're powerful. We're not going to cower to the Axeman. So they decide to defy the Axeman's letter that he submitted to the paper and not play jazz that night. So we're introduced to the actual Axeman. It's the night that he had stated to the paper that he was going to terrorize those that were not playing jazz. And as he's walking the streets, he hears the sweet melody of jazz. We're introduced to the man as an actual jazz musician. He's a saxophonist. And as he's walking through the streets, he approaches Miss Robichaux and they're playing opera in uh, stark defiance to his letter to the paper. So he enters the academy and he climbs the stairs and he finds the phonograph that's playing the record 
and we're introduced once again to Meryl Streep's daughter, and she's using some tarot cards. She's, you know, putting them on the floor. She's got a hood on, and he sort of basically tells her, you know, you defied me, so you're going to get what's coming to you. And so she actually pulls the death card out, and he says that's appropriate. And so as he takes a swing with his axe, he hits the floor, and uh, she appears behind him and starts stabbing him and then all of the other girls that were with her when they sort of decided to defy the axemen come out of nowhere and start stabbing him and stabbing him and stabbing him and stabbing him, stabbing him, stabbing him, stabbing him, stabbing him until he's basically dead on the ground. They stabbed so, yes. to death, basically. Exactly. It was the most, too. Like, oh my god, it was just so much... So what did everyone think of the introduction to the episode and the flashback to 1919 and the visit to Miss Robichaux's and the introduction of the Axeman? We'll start off with Miss Kitty. I liked it, um, especially if you like know about the Axeman. But the only thing I, I didn't like is that he they pretty much made it look like he specifically targeted women. So he didn't really target anyone. It's just kind of like, hey, you know, you're not playing jazz. And he would also, like, kill people who, like, interfered with it. But I liked it. I mean, besides the constant stabbing, it was very unnecessary. I liked it. Um, well, Terrio, you can go ahead. I, I kind of liked the beginning scene. I really loved seeing Grace Gummer from, I forgot what that noggin show was, but that's Meryl Streep's daughter, in case y'all didn't know. I, I love her, even though she's kind of butt ugly, but I love her. Um, I liked it. I liked how everything kind of came together. I kind of have a thing for the Axeman, y'all. He he uh, he can talk some underwears off. So, <laughs> Is that the voice that you were trying to mimic at the start of the show? No, that's who I was trying to lure. Uh, well, I, my only problem that I had with this opening is that it is historically incorrect. And the fact that I agree with you, he did target, he did not target just women. But the other thing is, is that he also was not white. Oh, he really? was, he was a mulatto man. So he was actually half black and which is more, his, black. which also plays I'm more historically, <laughs> which also is historically Whoa which also would have been historically sound because back in the time of 1919, white folks were not playing jazz. Sorry. They were going to the jazz speakeasy and listening, but they definitely weren't playing it because that was still considered cool music. Mm. So it's historically Excuse me about it, though. I mean, I, I'm it's glad incorrect that because It's incorrect. Once again, Hollywood would rather white us, like out, white us out than actually put us in. Well, I'm I kind. Of, I mean, in all in all honesty, I'm kind of glad they did because we don't need another villain of color. I mean, I, I hear that, but the thing of you know the thing about it is, child, we've we've been a minotaur, but we can't be a, an axe murderer. Uh oh. Like really? Uh oh. I don't know which is the be- which one's better. <laughs> but I'd rather be I think a ghost. What is trying to say is we can play a, we can play a monster, we can play uh, an animal, but we can't play a human being. It was easy for us Ooh, to be. It's a human being. It's also a monster. But just saying, though, like it's still a monster at the end of the day. It's it doesn't talk. It's a fucking 
monster. Exactly. And this guy, at least he can talk. And not only that, but he's actually throughout the, the he's going to be, it's a, it's a longer uh, character in the show as we are already seeing. So can I, I think, yeah, but we also see that. Oh, like, like, I mean, since I'm we, just saying. Since we are talking about that, how many, like, I've seen, I haven't really been seeing a whole lot of people of color in like, even as like extras in the background, I haven't been really exactly. seeing a whole lot of people of we color. We haven't really gone out of the academy that much. Well, I'm just, well, but when we have, like, I mean, of course, there's going to be black people, you know, in Cornrow City. They, yeah, they walked in. I, ha- I, didn't ha- I haven't really seen any, like, you know, they went background to the people. I just want to say they've been to the French market, which, by the way, is majority black people selling things. And they've also been in the French Quarter. And we've not seen any black people. They did a whole scene of them walking down the French market when she was in the front and they were in a line and they were dressed all in black the very first time that she takes them out on the time. That's the French market, which is a historical black area. And yet there were no black people. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, but if you went to New uh, Orleans, when they you go, go to Cornrow City, there's lots of black people there. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> Y'all are a hot, juicy <laughs> But one of the themes of the show this season is race. Right, yeah, but right. still, it's like it's in, it's new. It's in New Orleans. It's not Maine. Thank you. And that's so I'm. That's the only thing I'm like. I really enjoy the show. I like how. They're definitely portraying life in the South for a black person, but I just haven't really seen a whole lot of black people. Exactly. In terms of the story, and I mean, my thing is, is that also they've they've only just focused on one voodoo priestess throughout the whole thing, and the reality is that there are many voodoo priestesses, and even she had enemies who were voodoo priestesses. So I just felt like there's just so much that they could have gone into and I just feel like they're focusing on just one thing but that's just me I still child I still have problems with the fact that during the opening credits there Gabby Sidibe and and Angela Bass's names are not written in there but Dennis O'Hare's name is written in there and he's in like two scenes which that's, one's Dennis O'Hare has to do with contracts and Dennis stuff O'Hare who's is a serious regular and who's not considered a serious regular who's not that's, I mean, I would assume that has to deal more so with contracts and stuff. Who's officially a series regular and who is like more so recurring? You could say okay. the same about any other show about you know people that are in it a lot, but they aren't in the opening credits because they aren't right. but the series is, regular. But, but the difference is, is that Gabby Sidibe is an Oscar-nominated actress, and so is Angela Bassett, just like Kathy Bates. They're pretty. Is they're pretty Alain. main char- They're like main Thank characters. That's they're one thing main that characters. I wasn't really focused Oscar on the fact that like the two yeah, main like, black no- people weren't in the main credits. I was just really confused because you see Angela Bassett almost every episode. You see Queenie Precious almost every episode. Stop. Well, <laughs> Deadly is here. You know what I'm but that's the only thing that really confused me. It's just like their main characters. Characters. They're not why are they characters. not like? Why aren't they not treated just like these other people? And you know, I mean, I just brought that. I I look at how Hollywood operates. I'm sorry. And for me, the reason why they're pulling the big share of African Americans that they're pulling this season that they've never pulled before is because of who? Gabby Sidibe and Angela Bassett are in. The show. Well, probably Angela Bassett more so. No, yeah. Gabby has a huge following. Don't she forget, does she's have an a Oscar she's nominated. She's an Oscar nominated. No, I understand that, but I don't know if she has a huge following. She has a no, huge she following. does. She really she does. She has broken so many ground for people who feel like Hollywood only looks when they look at black people. We all have to look like Halle Berry. 
Yeah. And Gabby Sidibe is a new generation of people who don't or me. look at an arc. An arc, an arc. You are a mess, Heather. <laughs> Uh, One thing I'm okay, Marshall is making a really good point because I mean, it may not seem like she has a huge fan, but but she does because, like you said, like she's you know she's heavy set, she's dark skinned, you know, like doesn't have the typical beauty that no, she doesn't. Like she's pretty, but she's not like typical Hollywood pretty. Pretty, and the thing about it is, you can tell she has a huge following when they've asked her to be on Project Runway. She's a judge on there. They've asked her to do several different things that a lot of the big actresses get a chance to do. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I like that. The way I movie. just I I don't know if she has a huge following. Like I haven't seen her do that much press for the show. They always Angela's been everywhere doing press from crappy Arsenio Hall to Queen Latifah. Well, Girl, I mean, but, I but also, <laughs> but also, the you know, my whole thing is is that of course Angela Bassett will be used more because Angela Bassett is more of a universal name for uh-huh. a certain group. So they're going to use her in a different way. But Gabby, they're Sidibe, definitely going to use her more in press because exactly, a, she's like she's she's she embodies like she is the black woman. She's a popular a person of color that can relate. Like you said, her, her name is Angela. Like, I still don't know how to say her name, and I'm not going to butcher it. But it's one of those things, like, it's all about looks. Bassett. It's, it's so pronounced close. Bassett. Shut up. Angela. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. shut up. <laughs> but it, it comes to the fact, like, who are they going to pay attention more? Like, pretty exactly. thin Angela Bassett or heavy, dark skin Gabrielle Gabby Sidibay. right. You know you, what I mean? So we I still have, we still, yeah, we still live in America. I'm sorry, and like, so Gabby Sidibe like, is not considered pretty. That's why she's people try to still use her in jokes. You know, she's not considered pretty. Hence, why Cat's Meow calls her Queenie Precious. Because that's what I know her as. Dead Lee calls her Queenie Precious. Like, and we don't remember. Like, I've her. known her like that's how I was introduced to her. Is Precious? Yeah, but like then, well, that's it's still, how the world it's still wrong. To her, it's still wrong. But at the end of the day, like it's not one of those things. It's I can see what Marcel's talking about. Yeah, I just, You're I so just precious, like Cat's Meow. Uh, I, I, I just like. No, I just, I mean, I'm not trying to bring a black white thing up big time, but I am just trying to say that I feel like there's a lot of portrayal of us that um, our people want to talk and tell our story, but I always feel like, I feel like white Hollywood, yeah, white Hollywood will never tell it correctly. They use it for entertainment purposes, but when it comes to truly telling an African-American story in Hollywood, they can't. They they won't they won't truly tell they'll add in this and that and you know a baby mama here or there but they won't truly tell the story they won't tell the rich the richness of the African American culture they refuse yeah, to to do that I mean that's why the butler was so phenomenal because it was the first time that yeah it was a butler in it but it also was an educated black man on the other side of the struggle it was a universal family struggling with universal issues that other families can deal with that's why it wasn't a white savior coming to help yeah if that. <laughs> that was, that God was bless the story. help. God bless the help. Exactly. But when you, you truly look into it, it, it was it, nothing about helping these black maids. It was you. exploiting them and coming to them as a white savior. Thank because, they, I mean, to them, honestly, they could have told their own story. But it's like, no, I'm white. Let me help you tell your story. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Octavia Spencer. I got told I look like her without a wig with my hair pulled back. That I didn't know how to feel about it. I really didn't know how to feel about it. I was. 
I was that is different. not a compliment. Totally different. Well, I took so, that. Wait, moving. Butler. Well, I just see. I'm sorry. See, we just. I think Octavia Butler is a beautiful woman. Octavia Spencer. Spencer Hudson. Whatever. Well, she. Well. <laughs> I think she's a beautiful. Cats meow woman. is in her twenties. Octavia Spencer does not look in her twenties, so no, that is not a compliment. That's, 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 hey. That's a, that's a matter of opinion, you know. Her that's black a, crack. Yeah, Spencer <laughs> looks like she's in her 20s. So tired of I you, Daniel. So. Go to bed. Okay, <laughs> anyway, so as we said, my only issue that Jessica I had... Flitter. The only issue that I had with the opening was the fact that I really would have liked to have seen him be played by a high yellow brother. Period. That guy from CSI. There's Las just so many. Michael Ely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Who is who is that? Who's, who's a He's beautiful man? Las Vegas. That's no. Gary Dan. No, no, no. I was just suggesting him. I didn't. Yeah. I don't watch CSI. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oops. I mean, there's just there's just been so there been there would have been so many great people to play it. That's all. But anyway, they went with this Chris guy. That, oh God, they went with this guy, <laughs> and oh, it would be appropriate. Um, um, he, you know, he did a great job. Um, I would like to talk about what happens on later, so as we move on, because I'm still like. I'm over this girl in this in this place. So anyway, a couple of the girls in the coven. I I just I'm just over them. But the anyway. one with the dragon tattoo. Okay, moving right along. So we're back in the present day, and Zoe is sort of going through Madison's things. She drops something, and she's magically led to a spirit board, a Ouija board. And uh, she decides to use that with some of the other girls. Well, the only, uh, the only two other girls that are still around, Nan and Queenie, to ask the spirit world to help them locate Madison. And uh, they do make a connection, although it's not the connection that they wanted to. They made a connection with the spirit of the Axeman. Queenie, the only one with any sense, said, we can't continue doing this until you find out who you're speaking to. So... Um, this leads them to do a little bit of uh, Googling. They find out who the X-Man is. And, uh, you know, we learn all the information that basically we learned uh, during the opening. That, at least in this world, he was a, an attacker of women and those that were defending women. And they sort of made the correlation that a saxophone is also nicknamed an axe. So they put that together. Queenie and Nan are not having trying to contact the spirit again. So uh, Zoe takes it upon herself to dumbass. Yes, to ask the spirit where Madison is. She promises the spirit release if she can, if the spirit, I should say, can help them locate Madison. So the spirit board spells out the word A-T-T-I-C, and that's the attic. So she heads up that to the That is? No. Yes. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> so they, she goes up to the attic, and uh, the stench leads her directly to the, what is it, like a chest? I don't know yeah. what the hell it is. Like a drawer or something. It's a chest. My mom yeah. has one. Yeah. Oh. Is there a body in hers? Yes. No, there's like shoes and scarves and shit. It's nothing interesting. Oh, okay. So 
she opens that up. She finds Madison's smelly body. There's the... Ugh, I would have been totally disgusted. Spalding finds her and puts his hand over her mouth, and I would have been totally disgusted because you have no idea where his hands have been. Yes. And Yeah. So we find out that he she, she sort of knocks him over, and uh, then she shows the girls, and they make the decision. Well, they at first... They were like, you know, what are we going to do with Spalding? They do it sort of um, a an investigation with him. They are sort of torturing him with a what would you call that thing? It's like a, the thing that you flip the pancakes, right? A spatula. Spatula. That's a spatula. A spatula. Yes. With the holes. Lord. I don't know. She was just branding. It's him. a fucking spatula. Okay. With this, they they're like heating up the spatula and putting it on his chest to like burn him and then nan was going to read his thoughts and so it was really funny because he was giving all of these like eloquent um descriptive thoughts and nan would just deadpan no sex he killed her (laughs) that kind of stuff it was really funny and uh, she didn't have she didn't have time to be trying to translate all of that. I I love me some dad. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> she, she didn't have time for all of that. She's like, okay, he killed her. Yes. And so basically, yeah, crazy with the spatula. <laughs> no. Um. And so Spalding basically lies that he killed Madison so that he could uh, basically have sex with her dead body. He can hunch. Yes, he can hunch. Extra hunch. <laughs> ne- necrophiliac hunch. Yeah, but uh, Zoe really isn't buying it. <laughs> Necro hunch. Yeah, Zoe's really buying it, but before she does her own investigation as to who could have possibly done it, she decides to call up on Misty Day because she needs to revive her friend. So when she heads over to Misty, we see that Misty is with Frank and Kyle, and he's smelling really bad, and uh, yeah, so she decides to bathe him, because I guess that's what you do to strangers, and as she's bathing him, he has these flashbacks to the really disgusting incest that we saw a couple of episodes ago, and he freaks out, as he should, and he, you know, basically ransacks the little shit shack that she has, and... uh, he breaks Stevie, Stevie Nicks. That is the um, what was it like? A, it was a record player, or was it like a cassette player? No, it was a portable eight-track player. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. She's not no. gonna get those. No. I was like, damn, I would be mad too. Do you know how long? Do you know how hard it is to get your hands on one of those? Yeah. Like, damn, she she's she better go on eBay and stop tripping. She looks like she don't even know what eBay is. Exactly. So he <laughs> breaks Stevie, and uh, that happens pretty much instantly as Zoe walks in. So uh, Misty Day is all like, you know, get him away from here. But Zoe's like, I need your help. And uh, with Zoe's help back at the academy, Misty is able to revive Madison. Her first words are, I need a cigarette. But that's before a moth flies out of her mouth and a little bit of blood. But unfortunately... Madison does not remember who slit her throat. The only thing that she remembers is the color red and that apparently there isn't a heaven. There's nothing on the other side but black. Before I ask everyone's opinions, just to sort of finish up a little bit of something that we learned over in the swamp with Misty, she's dug a 
sort of grave type of thing for our own red by the name of myrtle snow and she's using all of that swamp mud alligator poop know-how to regenerate and um, allow myrtle to recuperate after being burned at the stake so i guess this is a good way that was a good way for us to also learn maybe how misty day was able to um recover after her own burning at the stake in the the premiere so what's everyone's opinion on uh, the storyline so far we'll start off with seduction i mean um dariel no the hell you didn't (laughs) who is seduction and what is this going on y'all have some kind of inside joke Mm -mm. y'all miss i'm tired that's a story for another time but that was kind of no you go ahead and tell the damn story because she tried to shade me and she didn't even know me. Ooh. Bitch. Ooh. Okay. Oh, when does seduction shade you? Because oh, there's a... Okay. I was listening to a recording of a... Like, uh, um, uh, I can't even talk. Um, uh, an interview that we were doing. And uh, um, I was in the chat on the site. And then all of a sudden this bitch pops in. And it, it says, speak seduction. And I was like, I told her. And I told you, I was like, hey... And I was laughing in the interview and stuff. This bitch had the nerve to say nervous laughter. Ha-ha. <laughs> no! No nervous laughter. You're a fucking bitch. Like, no, let's just talk about the episode. She's a former honor personality that was fired. Go ahead, Dariel. I really, really, really was pissed off at Zoe in this episode because... Mm-hmm. I was always brought up to, to you. They called it spirit board in this episode, but I was always brought up. You don't fuck with stuff like that, whether you a witch or not. Like you just don't mess with all that bad juju and spirits and stuff. And she was just undermining Queenie. Like Queenie was like, "Look, bitch, you don't want to mess with this. You aren't even strong enough a witch yet to deal with all of this, and you're not even alerting the more powerful witches. You're just doing it because you feel like it. You just." doing it and then she was just like no I believe this I believe in myself looking ass and so then she started some shit and I just I really wish somebody would just slap the shit out of her like mm-hmm. I, I was really trying to be on her side I really was and you can ask anybody look I was liking her but after this particular episode she really made me mad and she's also making me mad because she is using I feel like she's using Misty Deck Misty Day just wanted to chill with her and be lesbians with her. And she wouldn't, she hasn't even gone back. Lesbianist. She wouldn't even go back to chill with her or anything, but she keeps calling her and asking her for help, reviving on these dead people. What are you going to do for her? She's not trying to be eating the fish. Whatever. She needs to do something. She was like, well, maybe you should spend the night sleeping real bad for once or whatever the hell she said. Misty Day don't want none of that. Like, I just. I don't like Zoe and and then reviving Madison. I was so freaking happy because she's actually like one of my favorite characters this um, on this season. And it was really gross. Uh, all the coughing up blood and all that nasty shit. But I mean, I really am happy that she's back because I mean, I would have been sad if she wouldn't have come back and that's how she died. Like, I don't know. So overall, the scene was good. I hate Zoe now. So the end. Well, I mean, the, <laughs> I I will say that I'm kind of this. Ugh. I was just glad that the Frankenfurter 
ep- person was not going to be in it anymore. Um, and then all of a sudden he popped back up. And I was just like, oh, God. Are you, we go were again. you watching Rocky Horror Picture Show? I call him Frankenfurter. It's better than Frankenfucker. I just can't stand him. I mean, I just don't like that storyline. I think it was the stupidest storyline. And I feel like they don't know what to do with the storyline. And so they just kind of toss him around everywhere. Every once in a while, he goes crazy and breaks things. And that's all he's done through the whole season. So I'm just kind of like, well, just I'm just over that. Anyway, Zoe really pissed me off. Because I have to agree with Dariel. Undermining Queenie, who gives you the story of what happened to her grandmother. Who... Te- who tells you very clearly look girl this is bad you don't want to do this and i have to say zoe you in danger girl i have to say something really clear Did nobody that get I, that it, nobody cares I think that's why we're moving on <laughs> we're moving on <laughs> nobody cares um anyway uh, what Damn. i was saying was I, I don't care i don't care we're not talking about ghosts we're talking about this um i don't care i have to say that <laughs> Queenie, we're not talking about that song <laughs> i don't care <laughs> We and looking at this episode, no, seriously, but when you look at this episode, honestly, did anyone else notice that Queenie had a little bit more like assertiveness in this episode yes. than they've had in the past? Yes, because I noticed like well, the way it's that because she... of the conversation, she thinks she could be the supreme, but still, I'm just saying though, like, I, ooh, but she doesn't ooh. really act like that though. It's interesting because she doesn't, she doesn't cross that line. I, I don't see that, I, I don't really see that in her. I think. She's still playing the black girl who's had to do it on her own. I mean, even when they were like, oh, we're going, we need to be, have each other's backs and so on and so forth. She was like, girl, I don't know if I want no white girls and no sign of fraternal organization having my back. Like, she's being real. Because I don't know about y'all, but I'd be the same thing. Let a couple white boys ask me, oh, you know, we're going to have your back. I'd be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. We, and we that's grip why hands. we love Marshall. We could grip hands for a little while. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to make sure that Pookie and Dante back there, too. I ain't trusting you. Well, you guys kind of just covered how I felt about it. I think Zoe, as my father would put it, is getting hot in the ass. Yes. <laughs> Very much hot. Are we that. really going to be talking about rectal because, sweating again? Like, rectal juices? It, you know, this is yeah. how I feel about this. Like, everybody knows. Everybody knows that. Well, I'm sorry. Every person of color knows that you don't fuck with the spirit board or a Ouija nope. board. Nope. Like, I'm sorry, I don't want to fit anyone at like any of your Caucasian listeners, but y'all be messing with shit. Y'all not supposed to. Y'all be walking like, through graveyards for your own business, like for your own good. Like curiosity is good, but fucking with a spirit board is not good. And Even like, the plastic ones, put that out there. Even the new ones, plastic like, ones. Even the one that's made by the Parker Brothers. Like, it's just something you don't mess with. And the fact that she go ahead, like, she did it anyway. Like, as my dad would put it, bitch, you get hot in the ass. Like, you're, I I just, I was really, I got really pissed off. And then it kind of just, like, solidified the fact that I really don't like this bitch. And if she ends up becoming the Supreme, I'm probably just going to set my TV on fire. Right, because I'm really upset about that. I'm still pissed off at it. I'm not feeling it. Bitch, you I'm think t- just because you pulled a little Evil Dead incident and you saved from yourself from some funky-ass zombie and almost had that ass from the jump? And now you think all of a sudden you can come in and say today, bitch, boo, bye. As far as Misty Day, I'm, I'm, I still like her, but I'm not really feeling her. And I just, 
I don't know. That that entire storyline was just really fucking weird. The Spalding thing, uh, his hands look fucking nasty. They look like talons and almost threw up. But as far as I'm bringing Madison back, I didn't like her in the beginning. But now I'm like, I'm excited to see what she's going to like bring to the table now. Because at first I was like, I was happy that she was dead. Now I'm like, get rid of that Frankenstein shit. I feel like they really wanted to capture the essence of the second season. Because in the second season, they really added in a bunch of shit. They added in aliens. They added in fl- uh, mutant people, a oh, fucking yeah, Nazi doctor. They added in a corrupt like nun. They, they added in the exorcism. Uh, they, it was so many things going on, and I feel like they really wanted to capture that again in the third season and add in this Frankenstein character. But to me, it's like I'm not really into things that can't really speak for themselves. That I, I'm just not really into it. I hope they leave him like locked in there for a minute. Cause I'm just I'm done, but I'm I'm over him. Cause it's like it was all cool at first. It was interesting, but now it's it was just cute. too long and drawn out. Like, can he talk already? Can he, he do can, like, something? Like, uh-uh, but I'm, I'm, no. like, I'm over the. It's whole only been like two days. It's annoying as hell. <laughs> it is. It is. It's. 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 It's a storyline that's lost. Period. It's a storyline yeah. that's lost. I don't think they know where they're going, and they're trying to tie it up in some kind of neat way. And and they need to really tie something up real quick because I'm getting over it. Like I don't even like seeing that when that comes on the television. I'm so tempted to go and get something to drink or go use the restroom because I'm just yeah, not yeah, interested. So. Yeah. I'm not interested in the story, and it was just a boring choice. I will say that Misty Day. I really think that Misty. Day is a surprise character in some way and um, I'm just hoping that they begin to start revealing a little bit more about her I think they're cheating us because I think there's just so much more that you can go I think that she's a lot more powerful than just regenerative but we're only seeing her use that power yeah. and I have to agree that if this girl ends up being the supreme I will be highly disappointed being I, just, I, I will be too it. it's not yeah. one of those things because she's white it's not one of those things at all it's just like I just for once like it would be awesome if I don't know if Nan was the supreme. Thank you. That's like, why that I would want to be the like, supreme. I'd probably shit my pants even though I feel like I, that's who she's gonna be. I hate the fact that all of a sudden Zoe's got this. I need to fight for myself. I'm not weak anymore, bitch. You was weak from the jump. A weak bitch stay a weak bitch. Period. I just I don't know. Like I just really hope. I wished that they would have just cut the whole Frankenstein thing. Period, and gave maybe gave the fans the hope. Like, oh shit! Like, love, and then Madison flipped the bus, and that's all that nigga wrote. Like, I feel like they could have just like kept it in for a little bit, and then like did something to advance the story more. Because now they're just like characterizing him as just some animal or barbarian or something well, and once it's you like, like introduce oh. it because he is a frankenstein and the frankenstein story is pretty much uh, doesn't frankenstein meet his demise like to a mob yeah. i didn't even read that book when i was supposed to read it that's like flat. he like <laughs> he <laughs> put a good time for that yeah like a mob actually comes and gets him and like it's not one of those things like frankenstein was down. created and then you know he went his way like he was he was killed and maybe like maybe that's what they'll do like i i don't know but i'm i hope they wrap it up quickly because this yeah. is not what i was expecting whatsoever and but that's I not even a good way right but i am kind of glad that misty day is a part of briggy myrtle back because mm-hmm. i was very upset that she was set on fire i was really upset I about was, that because mm-hmm. she's uh, nutsy cuckoo well oh, no but, I, but uh, I think fashion. that it's 
that, but I think that there has to be some, I truly believe that there has to be some way for Jessica Lang to have to pay for some of the stuff. That oh, she's- I think so. I think she's, she's probably not going to like burn for everything that she did. Like who knows? Maybe she'll only get convicted for, you know, the framing of Myrtle, but she won't get convicted for the killing of, of Madison Montgomery. Like who knows? Like it's one of those things. Like I, I know she's going to meet, like she's going to pay for everything that she's done. I don't but know. she's not going to pay for everything. Well, yeah, because she if they if she does, but it, in every season, like she gets away well, with like, a lot. still like the first season though, like she like and she won, but she didn't won because then like that dude was like he was the antichrist. The little kid was the antichrist. The second one, she didn't really come on top because she ended up becoming one of the the inmates or whatever. And then when she got out, like she was she had a little bit of time, but she still like she didn't rise up on top. They made it as best they could for her, but I think like if they don't make it so like she yeah, doesn't truly it, suffer, it I'm against, gonna be mad. Well, but it's not only that, but also it goes against the witching ideology, uh, I, ideology, which is that whatever you put back comes back to you threefold, and so that's the whole thing that I've been looking at. I'm like, well, they're doing a lot of the voodoo and witching ideology throughout this whole ideology throughout this whole season. That's one of the biggest portions of 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 witch ideology. It, ideology is that if you I keep you here I keep fucking it up. If you <laughs> if you put something out that's detrimental to someone else, you may not buy now, but you will buy later and it always comes back threefold. Like for example, I think what happened to her daughter was because of the stuff that she puts out. Like you get what I'm saying? So like everything is comes back. And so my whole thing is when is it going to come back? Because it has to come back. So I'm not sure if it's going to come back because of the Axeman. Ooh. All of a sudden he's in the picture. Or because Myrtle is, um, you know what I'm saying, rising yeah. from the... Or if it's because yes. the, the, the the new coven is getting sick of her. Mm-hmm. But either way it goes she's not i don't i don't see her coming out on top and if she does then i just believe that the writers are just kind of they're kind of fucking up they're they're, they're kissing they're, her ass yeah they're they're there's they're they're going completely and a lot of people will be able to see through it so you've got to be realistic you're going to do a witching story do the real witch story in every book and i've read a lot of witch books that's always whatever you put out comes back threefold Whatever you do, if you do something great, it comes back to you threefold. If you do something horrible to someone, it always Maybe comes back to you. Even out though, because she's done some nice things. Oh yeah, but yeah, I was gonna say even when you think about it, I mean, yeah. So she she rose, she got what's her name out of the grave, but then she turned around and made her subservient to her. Mm. She she says she stands up for black rights, but then she makes Queenie subservient to her. Everything is about her. The only reason why she was friendly to Queenie, think about it, was so that she can use Queenie to set up the other witch. Exactly. So everything, everything that she does, it looks like it's nice on the surface, but it's really not. It's about her. Gotcha. Well, whether she's on top or on bottom. Yes. Well, whether she's on top or on the bottom... We're, let's delve back into the episode. But before we leave Misty Day, before Misty Day leaves, I should say, 
She is offered the chance to stay there with the coven, much like one of you mentioned when you were giving your opinions. But she decides to hightail it back to the swamp. Yes, girl. Uh, she the vibes. Uh, yes, girl. She said, "I'm place. getting the hell up out of here, y'all. Mess with y'all. Yes. I'm stealing your butter, but I'm gone." Exactly. Girl, she stole butter, fresh bagels. She pulled to me. I some shit. But... Raided all of their fridge and get the hell. I out gotta of get place. the fuck out of here. Exactly. <laughs> she said, "It's a bad shit going up in here. I ain't staying mm-hmm. up in here. I'll take your food, but get buying. I'll walk home." So we meet Fiona as she's undergoing chemotherapy, and we learn that she's doing that for Cordelia's sake, and she discovers that uh, as um, a sort of side effect to the chemotherapy she starts to take on uh, telepathy and she can listen to the voices that are around her and she's being sort of tortured by this new power hearing everyone's thoughts uh going around her basically she's um she's taken on nan's power and i, was uh, hmm? I said i was yeah, just she, about to say that <laughs> yeah when cordelia makes it home Fiona is sort of delighted to the fact that uh, her newly blinded daughter can sort of see the truth about Hank because uh, as Hank touches her again, Cordelia's new power of sight sort of goes into effect and she gets another another flash of the really intense rough hunching that uh, he was doing to the redhead. And so Cordelia's like, who is the redhead? Who is the redhead? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I think you're high off the meds. She's like, no, who is the redhead? I want to know who she is. And she hisses at him. You're going to be accountable to every single betrayal, no matter how deep your secrets are buried. And she sends him away. So Fiona's very happy because... Actually, she didn't send him away. Fiona did, right? No, that that was Cordelia. Oh, Cordelia I know, right? Cordelia, Cordelia was like, fuck up on out of here. Like, mm-hmm. she opened the door and closed the door behind him. Yeah. Fiona was happy because Jughead is apparently out of the picture now. But as uh, Fiona started to help Cordelia undress, Fiona touches Cordelia, and uh, Cordelia gets a peek at her burning Auntie Myrtle at the stake. And, uh, yeah, so she, um, Fiona sort of tells her, oh, you know, I, I couldn't tell you because of this that happened to you, but, you know, it's very unfortunate and this and the other. Let me leave you to your emotions right now. Later on that night, as uh, Cordelia is trying to go to bed and uh, get accustomed to her life in her room, now that she no longer can see, the Axeman appears. His spirit appears, and basically he confirms that that room is the room that he died in, which is creepy, and that he was promised release, and that he will not let Cordelia go until he is released. So he basically terrorizes her until Zoe makes good on her promise to release him, and uh, we see that he can now roam about the city he leaves the house and he heads down the big easy into a bar and he runs into fiona who's been drowning her sorrows in into a drink glass and that's when she, at, like right before she meets 
this gentleman she um sort of strokes her hair and she starts to see that her hair is starting to fall out because of the chemo but uh, you know what happened mm-hmm. them bitches from the craft got her no it was not the craft <laughs> oh my gosh it just keeps falling out i don't know what i did to deserve this no like, that's what i thought of as soon as you did that and so the axe man sits next to fiona and um he starts flirting with her she smiles and bam so i know that uh, there's another section of the episode that we still need to go into but uh, basically what's everyone's opinion on uh, what i just recapped and we'll start off with our own precious miss kitty Mm-mm. you're such a dick <laughs> you're such a dick i really enjoyed it i like the fact that it linked up and um one thing that I was just confused like did he could he always show himself or exactly yes that's my cuz I was just really confused I'm like if this if he has been in this house since 1919 and he's like is this the first time they've heard of this or maybe or is this one of those she secrets? has sort of like, second sight maybe can she now see him well no like maybe but I was just really confused or maybe because they made contact with him because of the Ouija board the spirit board but that it, that I don't know that's just, it's still not realistic if you've been in the house since there's still like a lot of things that don't make any makes sense sense this is why I said in the beginning because of the now he can confused. roam the streets yeah like, I thought like, ghosts well, ghost ghost. released. like I thought ghosts could like it doesn't matter like he's dead at the end of the day and now yep, he's so walking. Now he well, everybody was a ghost in the murder house, but they could go out and only on Halloween, though. Only on Halloween. Only on Halloween could they leave the house. Still see them and stuff, though. But like, no, he physically left the house, though. Like that—that's the thing. He left the property. He's at another bar, and that has to be somewhere down in in, the, in another. Maybe bar. that's yeah. Like that's the thing that confused me. I really like the know. ending. I felt like the show, for some reason, the show felt shorter than normal. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just really weird. Like, there were some things that just really didn't make any sense to me. Like, could what, could he always make himself visible? Did nobody know that the Axeman was murdered in this house? Like, I was just really confused. But and all in all, I really enjoyed the episode. Like I said, I was really happy that they took a, a slower pace and it just had more information than just, like, my mother um, molest her son. Guess what? This is going on. Guess what? This is going on. Like, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I couldn't handle it. Like, and can we? It, does anyone still know if he had sex with Queenie, or did he just attack? I don't know, but she can walk now. I guess. I guess I it's that... not true. Once you go Minotaur, you need a wheelchair. But whatever. Well, she seems to have healed. <laughs> she seemed to have healed from her 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 injuries or if so to speak but i will say that i completely agree i i I totally agree with you that's one of my big things was just like that's what i said at the beginning of the episode of the recording i said very clearly like i'm confused and one of the biggest things was like what the hell is up with the axe man and how did that get into the story and if he's a ghost 
you know, I almost always thought. How ghost. is he having a drink in the bar with Fiona? Exactly. Like, that's like the that thing doesn't I make hate. any sense. And also, it's like even if you release someone, like the girls came together, they released him. But it's if I'm not mistaken, release would be either they go to heaven or hell. That's, that's what I was release. thinking, and then I was like, well, so maybe all of a sudden yeah. he's walking out of the. And I'm like, wait a maybe minute. Maybe they did a spell on him. We don't know what happened after because, they stabbed him. They could have well, done a whole lot more. Well, well no. I hope they really fill it in because yeah, if, because it's right just, now like it it's just stupid. the fluidity. Like it's just like like we said in first season, they could go on still in the like in the and chill in the in the yard if they wanted to. But the only time they could physically leave the house is on Halloween, and not everybody could see them. You know, but even when they were in their house, they they could be. Um, they yeah. Could, be I physical know that they read the with book, people. But... I mean, one of them was a murderer and would kill people. In rape. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, Ugh. ghosts don't drink. Ghosts don't hang out in other areas that aren't their area. That, that I think that's what we're making. It's 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 like that's that what I'm getting really not, fucking yeah, confused about. Is, not, is he a this... person now? Did they use that spell to turn like to make him a, a person, or is he still a fucking spirit? Like, well, I'm sure it, like, will be explained. Was they she drinking by herself released... at the bar and only she can see him? Like, that's the only thing that because really can While me. While he was attacking Cordelia, they said some spell or something, did they not? Or Yeah, but that's yeah. what I said. Like, was yeah. that spell to make him human well, they, or release him? And also, in the attacking, he was swinging a, a ghost axe, so it wasn't even hurting her. It was just scaring her. Because she could see him because of her second sight. But I mm-hmm. don't think if she didn't have the second sight that it would even... She couldn't even see him. Yeah, would it matter? I don't think so because she'd been in that house forever and she never saw him. Nobody has seen him. I don't. Maybe nobody tried to summon him. Maybe the fact that he was like maybe that. Yeah. Maybe maybe late at night, Lalaurie would rendezvous with him in the closet. Oh God! Let's go on because we don't have much time, child. We go down to fairy tale. Um, but no, I mean, really, overall, I thought the episode was interesting. There was a lot of explaining. There was a lot of um, like, this is what's going on. Um, but you know, I'm I'm kind of glad, uh, you know, about and I guess we're going to get into this. You know, who the redhead was, and that finally was explained because for a long time I've had that question mark up in the air. Like, okay, this girl that I'm just got killed. Like she didn't even remember who she was. Let's actually oh, speak we about also the talk about that. Are we, yeah. oh, okay, never mind. Let's I speak thought, about yes. the redhead. So frantic over what Cordelia has figured out, or at least the bits and pieces that she's figured out, and uh, probably even more freaked out about what she could figure out next. Hank, Cordelia's husband, makes a beeline for Cornrow City, where he has a very revealing conversation with marie laveau it's revealed that he's a witch hunter and he was hired many moons ago to do away with all of the descendants of salem in fact he pursued and murdered the redhead kaylee because he had eavesdropped on her miss robichaud's interview with cordelia where he learned that she was a witch she was um pyro pyrokinetics Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, she um, she could. Uh, <laughs> she make was fire. needy, and she needed Jesus. Good grief! Like she and did so, though. Like she was the only thing what she was concerned about having a husband and kids. Like no, what's bitch. wrong with that? Like I'm just saying though, it's how she like. 
You leave her alone. She's one Marie of those was people, not like, happy. no. Brie was not happy to see him. Firstly, because he just walked through her front door, you know, which without isn't necessarily an just greets. Without and, an appointment. Yes, without an appointment. Sad. And, you know, in the middle of the day, which isn't necessarily discreet. And second, because uh, she was paying him not to... She was paying him to clean house, not to play house. And um, she's very annoyed about everything that's going on. She's having all these confrontations with all the Salem witches. And of course, they messed with Lalaurie. Because when I plant a fat-ass cracker bitch, I expect her to stay planted. Not come back up like goddamn ragweed, as she put it. Which was the best line of the episode. Mm. She ordered uh, Hank to march back to Miss Robichaux's and to bring her their heads, all of them burn down that academy to the ground or else and if he does that she may let him live bam so what did everyone think of hank the revelations of hank and his involvement with marie laveau and the brief scene that we saw marie laveau in this episode we'll start off with the witch hunter himself marshall well i mean it's interesting because finally we we we've all, I think everybody's always said that I or I've made it very clear that I didn't trust Hank. I didn't trust him at all. There's nothing about him that I liked about him. Um, and so to find out that he is a witch killer, oh well, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, really, he, his character didn't surprise me. The fact that he was connected to Marie Laveau—that's was the surprise. And that's what I kind of have an issue with in this episode is the fact that um, I don't know of the way that she's that the way that Marie Laveau is being portrayed. I don't really I don't know. Just is not sitting well with me. But I forgot to mention one thing. We have confirmation that Marie Laveau and any of her people were not involved in the acid attack on Cordelia. So that's still a bit of a mystery as to who... Um, yes, yes, that's right. It was yeah. Nan. No, it was not Nan. <laughs> um, but I, I no, because Nan was too busy fighting off um, the undead. Zombies. And Please, Nan to- was too busy trying to get herself some dick. Well, okay. I said that. <laughs> It's the truth. Marshall. <laughs> it's the truth. Anyway, um, I will go back to say that I, I wasn't surprised about that storyline. I was surprised that he was connected to Merleau. Um, it, it doesn't sit too well with me. I don't know why, but I just don't like it. Um, and, um, you know, Hank is just, he's going to buy it in the end. We all know that. It, it, either Marie Laveau is going to kill him or the witches are going to kill him but you know poor guy you know i feel bad for him because he's just set to die (laughs) his tarot card already reads death and um you know good riddance good riddance i guess to bad rubbish so that's the way he's really confusing to me because on one end he's a witch hunter but it's like at the very beginning of the of the uh season itself he's like really really wanting to like have a baby with her and stuff so that's why he's in love with her yeah that's, that's why when Bree she said, was yeah. saying all of this stuff she was like she was definitely right because i'm like you hate witches but it's it was just so cliche to me like his whole thing like everything she was saying was just very cliche because it's like you hate them but you you meet them and it's like wow i've never had love like this before i want a baby with her and everything but he was treating her like shit like i don't know i just I don't really, mm, 
I like I'm like with Marshall, like I, I knew something was funky with him. I would have never expected a witch hunter because I forgot that actually existed. But um <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited. You didn't hear to about see. Hansel and Griddle? Oh that shit. <laughs> I forgot about that. But I just I don't know. I'm I'm kind of not really interested to see where that goes. <laughs> Because it's like in the end, you know, something bad's going to happen to him. You know, he's going to die. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't trust Hank because, first of all, he's got baby teeth. And he hunches like a wild man. Yeah, he hunches like gross, but he has dolphin teeth. And he always looks like (laughs) he always looks like he just. Like this nigga looks like he has a cow that looks his hair like. When he wakes up, like he just You're always so looks disheveled. Stupid! I'm so done with you. <laughs> I don't you. really even know what any of that means. I'm so lost. He, like he always just looks really disheveled. Like he's just he like, what's dirty. going on? Yeah, he looks dirty. Like he looks like he stinks. So that's <laughs> why I don't trust him. I'm really confused. I, I'm gonna have to agree with Marshall. I don't really like the way that they're portraying Marie Laveau because, like, he's like she's been killing these witches off for centuries. Then that means that she broke the truce. Mm-hmm. that they had which really makes me mad because then it always comes back to like oh well you know she can't keep on her word or something simple like right now is when you should have broke the truce is when they you know when they cut off your your boo's head but you broke the truce a long time ago technically a long yeah. time ago like She's you, like you broke a long time them. ago She's yeah you was trying to be nice and the fact that you're killing them off like that's just ridiculous to me stop that thank you <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean Someone's to yell licking it. her kitty. But it's one of those things where it's just like the way that they brought him into it. I'm just like, has he been alive for like forever? Like, did she give him a live forever potion? Like, you know, is it one of those things? Is a hand me down? Like, you see a Winchester where they hunt demons? Like, he's been hunting witches since birth. I don't know. Well, All I know is that. Like for like six years, hasn't he? Okay, I was about to say yeah. like he's I don't trust witches. him. I don't trust him because he's got baby teeth. He's got those P Diddy teeth. And that <laughs> you know when me. people got those like big gums and little teeth and braces. No, he just has really little teeth. <laughs> I haven't known. And like, like, but his Your character, it just seemed it, it just extra seemed... motherfucking high def. You can Ooh. see all their hair. Yours, because I don't even notice. The keyword is high. Like no, Uh-oh. oh okay. Like if you really, if you listen to, if you look at him talk, like he has little teeth. I notice weird things, but that's beyond the point. The point is, it sucks because he does seem like a, a different character. But it, it seemed a little bit typical the fact that he's supposed to be hunting and killing these witches, and he fell in love with one. Like that was just a little bit too like stereotypical. And that who was would too, love like, her? She's boring. Who's well, boring? no, she's getting a little five awesome. right now. Please. Lease on life. Just don't touch that bitch. She'll rogue you to death. She'll truth you to death. Oh damn! You said rogue. I'm done. So she really well. And well, you know, I'm, but I could tell you that she's definitely not weak anymore. No, she's not. Like damn, like I'm. And, I'm just excited for her. I'm excited to yeah, see. Yeah, like, but as quiet as this power is. Yeah, but quiet as this kept. She's the one that's gonna. I think it's interesting because she's gonna learn know, the most about herself. But not only that, but I think she's going to learn the most about her mother for the first mm-hmm. time. She's and we'll talk learn about that because that was in the promo. Was like, what did you see? What did you see? Yeah, we'll you talk about that right. in what just a second. We'll talk about that in just a second because that has to deal with the promo. But 
in wrapping up this episode, I enjoyed it. It was a slower episode. I think that we learned a lot. I like that all of these characters are in the gray. There isn't anyone that's really good. There isn't anyone that's really bad. They're all sort of in the middle now. I don't know who to root for. Like, I, I really want to root for Marie Laveau, but now, you know, she was the one that broke the truce. And it's like, you know, it, it becomes kind of difficult now to see who to root for because everyone is kind of in the middle now. Everyone has done something bad and everyone has done something good. So it's, they're kind of all in the gray, which is really interesting. And it's going to be nice to see what they're going to do with all these characters, especially as we're now in um, the the middle point the midpoint of the season so let's talk a bit about the promo what did everyone think of the promo especially since we got a glimpse of uh cordelia seeing exactly what her mother did to madison well i don't know we don't know what she saw they didn't show what she saw yeah we saw no, we don't know. I keep saying this over and over again. A commercial, an advertisement for the following week, normally what we see and what we think is not what happens. That's true. But speaking of this promo, it basically leads us to believe that she saw exactly what happened to Madison. So Le- Exactly. I, I keep saying exactly. Yeah. The episode, what does everyone think of them sort of ramping that storyline up by what we saw in the promo? No, I mean, I personally think that she's so weak, she probably will find out and then she'll just cry. <laughs> I mean, it's just like all she's done all season is like, oh my god, you cheated on me. Oh, they threw acid in my face. Oh, it's like, bitch, get mad. Do something. Can we talk about her scream really quickly, though? <gasps> like, I like the fact that her scream is not like anything you've heard before. Like, her scream sounds like that Wilhelm scream that they use, like, in movies. You don't know who's screaming, but somebody's screaming. Like, it's just like... Because yeah. <laughs> it sound like she's taking a shit. Like, <laughs> but I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> I respect that she shits. It'll be very interesting. I, I'm wanting to see what's going on. Like It seems like the young girls, they, they're coming together and actually becoming a coven. Um, and I think we Yeah, Madison, but we see Queenie straying. What do you mean? Oh my goodness, yes she does. In the promo, she visits Marie Laveau and Marie is like, yeah. why haven't you come here sooner? I really sooner? hope, I really hope, like, I really, really hope that she tries to take Queenie under her wing and she doesn't kill Queenie off just for the simple fact that she's a witch. Man, I really hope that they with, don't do that. We slept with the Minotaur. Well, we don't know that. Like, hmm. I don't, we don't know that because her stomach was all bloody and I don't she know how y'all bloody. have sex, hmm. but... At the end of the night, my stomach is not bloody. She was so, rocking curtains. We shut up. We don't like. I I just really hope that maybe Queenie takes Marie Laveau's side. Well, I mean, I'm hoping that they. I hope they just don't kill her off. I really hope that she doesn't take her kindness, or she doesn't take that her coming to her as a moment of weakness, and tries to get her to trust her, and then kills Queenie off because that would really make me mad. Well, black on black rhyme. It'll be, yeah, it would be very disturbing and very upsetting, to be honest with you. 
it's kind of like because her powers could go either way because she's a voodoo doll but like she's a witch so it's exactly like, <laughs> you you never then, know like, which didn't way she say she go. was a descendant of tituba didn't she say something like that mm-hmm yeah. i don't she know was, she was the descendant descendant of the slave who taught taught the women right yeah tituba yeah so this is probably going to be like a really dumb question, but I'm just going to ask it because, you know, knowledge is power. Um, so it's just I feel like all the Salem witches are like they're white. So and then she. Oh, sorry. Those were, those were the descendants of Salem. OK, I don't. I don't know what's going on. Is she is she supposed to be mixed? Like I don't know. What's oh, going you're on. asking why is Queenie black? Because there were there were they were there were still there were um what do you call them not not slaves but they were um the blacks that were not free but were well they were free but they were immigrants and yeah. and they they also lived among certain Puritan households. So, yeah, wasn't that like that was uh, in the I guess a you. Even if you go and read, but if slaves um, from the south went up north. Right, right. If so you look at, I can, even I can see that, but that's still like I don't know. I think who knows because she is a descendant of Tichuba, so maybe that'll work out for her. But it kind of didn't like it didn't sound like Marie Laveau like really spoke too highly of Tichuba, you know. Well, I think that's I. I think that's what we're gonna find out. I think we're gonna find out really soon. What maybe they're about to go into the legacy of what happened? Why is there a separation, and why are there black witches versus, you know what I mean? Um, people are part of the the um, the voodoo education or voodoo, you know, priesthood. So I think that's probably where they they're heading now, but which would make sense. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the future since that's what we're doing right now and into just a couple of spoilers. So listeners, if you don't want to hear any spoilers for American Horror Story Coven, I suggest you turn your volume down low because it's officially a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. There isn't uh, too much spoiler information out there. We do have two press releases for upcoming episodes. Episode 308 is going to be called The Sacred Taking, and this is the press release. Cordelia rallies the girls in the fight to stop Fiona. A dangerous new enemy puts Misty in the crosshairs. The rivalry between Marie Laveau and Delphine comes to a head. We also have the official press release for the following episode, which is episode 309, and it's called Head. Cordelia's attacker is revealed. Fiona looks to form an alliance with Marie Laveau. Nan learns a disturbing truth about Luke's past, and Luke is uh, the neighbor boy. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. Like, I really hope that, like... Something is, bad doesn't happen to Nan because she she's riding that dick so hard, like she's on his nuts so hard. I really hope that it it, it works out for her. I'm my really question glad is, they didn't give him a give her a Downs boy. I just really randomly thought of that because, like, I'm glad she has a fine boy in her life. <laughs> I, I I will say I know that, right. She gets hella laid. <laughs> have you guys noticed that they haven't said anything about Queen either? So what happens here? And who is Delphine, by the way? 
Lalluri, your your girl. Oh, so they get the, oh they they I guess they have a argument I guess a fight. Or... Marie Laveau and Delphine come to a head. Well, mm-hmm. you know it is. She's what gonna it be is. the new Minotaur. I'm tired uh, of fucking with you. I'm going to bed. <laughs> you know, I just think that. I just want to know right now. My question is, what happens to Queenie? Because they set up very clearly that there's going to be a conversation between Marie Laveau and Queenie. So, um, my fear is the same thing as everyone else's. I'm hoping that they're not going to kill her off. To me, she's the most interesting of the young people. I guess. I think so. I think she's definitely a character to watch, just because, Mm -hmm. like, like we said before, she's not your typical Hollywood beauty, like. And she's she's sassy, and I really like that. She's not the token black. Mm-hmm. And and then she speaks like she's like mind. no, like I don't trust you, white bitches. Oh, I like, yeah, I, I really like that. I like her, and I like Nan. Those are so far my favorite characters. I can do. I could really care less about Madison. If she died again, it'd be fine. No, I mean the obnoxious white prep girl has, <laughs> is old, child. You can see that in the movie Mean Girls. I mean, you really don't need it on this show. It's just like, girl, get over yourself. You're not all of that, you know. Um, and I just, you know, particularly how she treated Queenie in the beginning. I just, I don't really, I'm like, girl, seriously, mm-hmm. you know, really, seriously, get over yourself. So we'll see what happens. Um, I don't think that Delphine is gonna die. Um, I think how, that's the new Minotaur. She gonna She's <laughs> going to be the new Minotaur. Mm. Yeah. There's no way to transition to this, but uh, we have a little bit of casting scoop. American Horror Story Coven. The White Witch is going to be seen in the flesh. Yes, Stevie Nicks is going to appear on American Horror Story oh Coven. God. So Misty Day is going to squeal in orgasmic bliss. Ryan Murphy usually does an interview with Entertainment Weekly's Inside TV that is released immediately following new episodes of American Horror Story Coven. And he gave a little bit more information on stevie nixon when you can see her appear he goes to say it's episode 10 it's right when we come back from winter break i had a really good conversation with her and explained to her what the show was and it's gotten such a big reaction from people she said oh i wish i could be on the show and um basically she flew in or she's flying in for two days and doing her scenes and uh He goes to say, I know every person in the show is like, I better be in that goddamn scene. It's funny. He goes on to say that uh, Lily Rabe was freaking out. She texted him the morning that the announcement was made. And she goes, is it true? Is it true? They're trying to figure out what song uh, Stevie Nicks is going to sing with Misty. And apparently the reason Stevie Nicks it appears in the episode is because Fiona's using her as a ruse. Fiona's trying to fi- figure out who the true Supreme is so that the Supreme can actually reveal herself uh, because Fiona needs to stay alive, obviously. So she has to figure out who the Supreme is. So she tells Misty Day that a Supreme gets many great things in life, like, you know, just all these special things. So she brings Stevie Nicks as a gift to Misty to prove to her that if she exhibits more power, that she's going to get that and so much more. And so then all the other girls 
you know, come home to see Stevie and Misty singing, and then they're all gonna start to try to prove, uh, and, and move much quicker to prove that they are, in fact, a Supreme, or the Supreme, I should say. So, what does everyone think of this information, and how they're gonna incorporate uh, Stevie Nicks into the storyline? Well, my question is, Stevie Nicks supposed to be a witch? Or is she not a witch, just a musician that people think is a witch? We'll find out, I guess, in episode 10. I guess so. I just hope it's not hokey like that random ass scene in the second season they had a freaking sing along musical. Oh, that was my stuff though. Like it was random though. I was just like watching it and then Pepper got her groove on. Petra Pepper got a shout out and she couldn't contain her ass. (laughs) I couldn't deal with that. It was funny, but it just was random. It threw me off and then went into that whole kind of thought process that it was just too much going on. So I hope that doesn't happen this season because I'm going to be kind of pissed off. <laughs> I don't know what to say because y'all know this is my first season watching the show. So, All right, no love for Stevie Nicks. Well, that'll do it for this installment. Of- Child, all, I, all I remember of Stevie Nicks was that eh, voice. That's all I remember. Oh, shut up. I, I'm excited for Stevie Nicks to come on, but I really hope they really work it. You, what? I hope they really just work it. Oh, okay. Well, I hope that they really work it too, but they could have brought on some Patty and with some Voulou la Yeah, well, Stevie Nicks is the white witch and Patty's the black bitch. No, let me stop. Oh, I'm no. Do not call Fuck Patty a black guys. bitch. I know. Have you ever seen Patty? Have you ever seen Patty LaBelle LaParm and how she like? Have you ever seen Patty LaBelle rolling on the ground singing? Have you, yeah, like she was doing a she was doing a voodoo sing like. That's what I'm saying. Ritual. She should be the queen of the voodoo. She be, should be you know one of the the high people in the show. They she will be Tituba. I read a rumor instead that she of like the show. instead of her oh, being the supreme, on. she's like the ultimate. <laughs> well, it would still be the supreme because. She could, I don't like, she could be Diana oh, she Ross. Said, she said, And then next you know, everybody's penises <laughs> just fall off. <laughs> okay, good night. I need to eat. <laughs> and on that note, you can join us for brand new installments of Are penises You Afraid Coven every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific here and on poppychuloradio.com. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the letters PCR, the words, are you afraid? So that's forward slash PCR, are you afraid? You can also like Poppy Chula Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash Poppy Chula Radio. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at contact at poppychularadio.com. My fellow witches and witch hunters, can you please wish the listeners, our fellow Covenites, a great night? Good night. Good night. Peace and blessings. Thank you for tuning in. We look forward to uh, chatting with all of you and entertaining you next week. Don't forget to heat up a nice pot of tea for Spalding. Ugh, that's some bullshit. (laughs) 